Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I've got a super amazing guest that we are going to hang out with today, and his name is Blaine Elkers, although it looks like Elkers because it starts with <laughs> O, but he tells me that the O is silent. So Blaine Elkers is here, and I think you are going to love this podcast with him because Blaine is the certified, 100% undisputed, United States, maybe even the world. Yes, Blaine. Maybe. Only, only, this is what he is. He is a chief results officer in business and in life. So his commitment to us on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast is to help us today. We're going to be talking about how to get results in a certain area of our life and business, because that's what Blaine does well. And uh, I'm going to wait for a second and I'm going to introduce you to Blaine. So Blaine, I'll let you tell the story and then we'll get into our topic. But welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Rhonda, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all the work that goes into making podcasts. You you, you have some great ones. I'm listen- I was just listening earlier today and I will go on record as saying your stuff is so good that you are going to touch lives not yet born. That's how good these podcasts are. Oh. 20 years from now. 30 years from now, somebody they're not even born yet, they're going to get into a wellness business, they're going to find this podcast, and they're going to just binge it all the way through. So you got good stuff, you're in good hands. I'm happy here today to be able to share with the listeners and maybe help them, you know, with some areas of results. And and so uh, I believe God put me on the planet here to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. So for the last couple decades, I've been um, kind of a, a, a an expert in personal implementation, kind of getting yourself to do the things you know you should do, but you're not always yeah. doing Which is so, you know, it's so funny because humans are humans inherently, right? But we all struggle with the same things. And that is getting things done. We say we want to exercise. We say we want to lose weight. We say we're going to market our product. We say we're going to go spend more time here. We're going to plan a bit, whatever it is. And then we end up with the not doing. And there's some behavior things that are obviously behind that. And that's really what you are the hacker of. If I could say that, that you are the hacker of the behavior that keeps us from getting the results. Is that right? Uh, th- that's true. And and so I, I did, I have a company I started in 2009 called Self-Fluence. And it's really about the power you already have to influence yourself. So the good news is you don't need anything else. Like you have the capacity, you know how to do it. Uh, you, you, you know, you can do it. You just sometimes need a little, maybe a little hack or something like that to get you back on the right path. But once you get on the right path, what I've found in working with business owners is when they get on the 
that path uh, that of where they want to go, they get excited and their brain starts producing better chemicals mm-hmm. uh, and they get more energized. And it kind of is a snowball effect. You know, you watch the snowball go down the hill and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so that's what happens. And sometimes you might have some head trash. Uh, you know, sometimes you might have some clutter. You might have these things that are holding you back. But right. when you start to remove those, when you start to kind of get rid of some of that stuff, you really start to go and shine. And you're designed, you're designed to get stuff done, to feel good about that, and to have more energy when you get stuff done, get some hits of dopamine and other brain chemicals. Uh, so, so we're designed for this stuff. And you get on that path and it feels good. And you just start to accomplish more stuff. It's really true that once you start making that little bit of progress, it's it's that just those first few steps, like going to the gym for the first time, you know, it feels so arduous and hard and I don't want to go. And it's a body mind battle about trying to get yourself there. But as soon as you start getting the progress and we start getting those hits of dopamine and all those good feel good chemicals, all of a sudden we're like, yeah, baby, I'm going and you can't stop me now. So, that, that is key. That is key. And, so, and the real key though is, is progress is like your progress. Like don't, you can get really depressed comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always going to be somebody better, always somebody worse, but you comparing yourself to yesterday's version of you, that's what we're looking for. Just some kind of progress there. And like exercise, you bring that up. That's a good one because a lot of people say, Blaine, I'm going to exercise 30 minutes a day. And I go, Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's connect next week. (laughs) Right. And so maybe they get two or three days in of that exercise and then they're kind of beating themselves up because they said they were going to do it every day. Right. And I said, look, let's reframe that. Let's make sure you win. I I like to win early, win often. So I say, let's say you're going to exercise every day, but if you can't, I want you to scale down the resistance as far as you have to go to make sure you do the exercise. So in other words, that could just be uh, 10 push-ups and a couple of jumping jacks before you get in the shower, right? So you still good. did the exercise and there's benefit even to small amounts of exercise, just a few minutes. So then you build the consistency, you build the self-belief. And then those people tend to get back up to where they, yeah, they could do 30 minutes a day most days, but they got to make sure you keep winning. Because once you lose and you kind of fall off the mental wagon, yeah. it's hard to kind of get back on and, and it's hard to restart. Yeah. And we often go back to that pre-framed programming that says, see, you've done it before. You failed the last time. Here we go again. Not sticking to your diet or not going to the gym or not playing with your kids or not getting home from work early enough to hang with the fam. You know, we go back to that old thing that just that confirmation bias is what I like to say, you know, in a different application. But it's like your brain's just acknowledging that you can't do it. But I love what you said about scaling back to that point of least resistance, or even if it's just five push-ups and 10 jumping jacks. And then right. you compare it to what I who I was yesterday or who right. I was last week. Like, dang, if I got that in three times this week, win for me, baby. I'm all down for that. There you go. And I, and it's just that, that, that winning, that, that, that streak of winning, you know, and once you get three or four days in a row, then psychologically it has more power than the old self. Right. So, yeah. so I like to get people in three or four days, then all of a sudden they don't want to break the chain anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things I do teach is called uh, the 21 second, 21 second habits, how to create a new habit in 21 seconds, uh, not, not 21 days, but the real, the, the key to that is that, like I said earlier, you already know how to do it. Like if I ask people, um, you know, uh, like I'll ask you, uh, in the last 24 hours, have you brushed your teeth? Of course. Okay. So so when, uh, you know, how many days a week do you brush your teeth? Seven days a week, twice a day. 
They're, okay, so you're just like my wife Beth. They're twice a day. So, so you're already a habit master. So, so you can't say I don't know how to build habits because you already know how to do it, right? And so, one of the things that we teach in in kind of creating habits instantly, I say 21 seconds uh, to compare it to the 21 days, is this concept of habit linking, where you link the new habit to the existing habit that you're oh, already a habit master at. No willpower required, right? I, yeah. I had a client just the other day. She's like, Blaine, you tell me I have to plan my day. I go. That is like one of the most important things you do. Don't wake up without a plan. That's like right. getting on an airplane with no pilot. Do not do that. Don't get on that flight. And she's like, I really want to do a plan. I really want a plan. I said, okay, what do you do first thing in the morning without any willpower, nothing required? She goes, I have to have a cup of coffee. And I said, okay, here's go. what we're going to do. We're going to link the plan. You creating this, this plan for the day to your cup of coffee. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to put a pad of paper and a pen by the coffee maker. And I want you to make the coffee and smell the coffee. And I want this urge to drink the coffee to get really high. But then you're going to surf that urge because you can't have a sip of the coffee till you start the plan. Right? So that's called li habit linking plus urge surfing. Oh, and you combine good. those two together. And oh. you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. And so she's now making that plan every day and she doesn't have to think about it, right? Because of the coffee, uh, you know, because that that's that habit is already there. You know, I, I have my best habit is I've got about um, 1600 days in a row on this one habit, right? So I've got a lot of confidence now around building habits, but I wanted to do, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do this Bible app, but then I want to do this mind shower. Like every morning, People take a physical shower. I want to take a mind shower, right? So oh, what I did, good. what I did is I said, Blaine, what do you do first thing in the morning? Now, unfortunately, like many of the listeners, I'm guilty of the smartphone because sometimes oh. they, the alarm is going off on my smartphone, but I want to check my smartphone. I want to know, did my kids text me, right? They're, they're out of the nest. My son lives in Denmark. A lot of times they'll text me in the middle of the night. You know, what happened in, you know, what happened with my investments? What happened? Did I get any orders in, you know, what's going on in my business? I have all these things I want to do. And what I decided is I'm going to surf that urge to want to check all that stuff to make sure I do those two things. And so on my iPhone, I moved all the apps off the home screen. And I just put those two apps, this Bible app and Headspace is, a, is one I of the meditation Headspace. apps. Yeah. Yep. So you can use that to kind of take the mind shower. And so every day I don't have to, there's no willpower required for me to open my phone. It happens every day. Now, some days I might not have time for a 10 minute mind shower. That's my favorite. So I do a three minute mind shower, but I still get it in because I can't touch the other buttons, right? I can't do anything else on my phone. So I'm surfing that urge, but I'm habit linking it to something I'm already habit master at. Now, once you do it, to be honest, the science, it says 60 days. Once you do something 60 days in a row, the neurons of the brain are pretty wired. Like you don't have to think about that anymore. But in the beginning, use the habit linking and the urge surfing. You can create new habits at will. And that can be a big, that can be a big win for you all listeners out there and for your clients, something very easy to, to teach Ooh. people habit linking and urge surfing. And you're so right. Like I, I so this was not even what we were going to talk about. I, I mean, know. <laughs> literally for those of you that are listening or watching, this is not what we plan, but I'm running <laughs> with this bad boy because this is so good. So I uh, let's talk about this with as it has to do with the patient. So a typical scenario for us is that a patient will come in, they're really motivated. We work in the health and wellness space, meaning that we're working with people on things like diet and digestion and bloating or headaches or joint pain or constipation or whatever the thing is, right? Hormone imbalances. So we're working with the patient. They come in, they're all excited, they're motivated, they sit down and we say, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to have you maybe cut out a couple of foods from your diet or one particular food and then do a few other things. Take your supplements every day and then I'll see you back in three weeks. Okay. In my example, I cannot tell you how many times and everybody who's listening, you all know what I'm going to say. <laughs> how many times a patient comes back in, in three weeks and you say, well, how'd you do with the diet? And they're like, well, you know, um, I, you know, oh, I just had a couple of bad days, which means that they really didn't do what you said, right? What you asked right. them to do. And they have trouble and then they didn't take the supplements all the way or something gets in the way and happens. How can we help our patients using what you're talking about how can we help them get better results that way? How can we explain this in a concise way to them that doesn't take 10 minutes to, to explain this? How can we use that? Okay, so, so there's two things that work here, though. So one is like creating new habits. That's what we were just talking about. So right. if you said, hey, I want you to uh, you know drink water every day, you know, <clears throat> then they could habit link something in their day. Like when they wake up, there's a glass of water there, right? Or, or they could habit link something that they're already a habit master at to create the new habit. Now, what you may also be talking about, which is something totally different, but we can talk about frameworks for this, is bad habit elimination. So bad habit elimination, basically there's three keys to that and then there's a few tips around it. But in bad habit elimination, you have to know why. So, so let's say that we're going to cut out cookies. Okay, so we don't want you to have any cookies. Oh, you can probably find some healthy cookies, but we'll use cookies. So look, you know, that's your trigger food or whatever. So, so we're, yeah. we're going to cut out cookies. For me, it was potato chips. Ah. Man, I just love potato chips. And it was weird because it was an emotional thing. To back to when I, my family, we had these wise potato chips. And we just, the fa it was like family card game night. And anyway, all kinds of problems right. with potato chips. So to get rid of those, I have to first understand why. Like, why do I want to get rid of them? And I, I need to study it. So my case, the potato chips, they weren't healthy for me. And I already had too much salt in my diet. And I had, but I, I needed to know why do I want to do, you know, the more you can learn about maybe why it's bad for you, it's better. But then also why, like, why do I want to be healthier? What's the reasoning? Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. so why, sometimes just a good why does it? Like, I remember my wife's father, he was a smoker for like 50 years or something. He tried to quit. He, I watched him. He couldn't quit. And then one day he quit cold turkey, didn't have it for fit for the last 15 years of his life. He had his why. And his why was the grandkids. So once our, uh -huh. grand, our son was born, we said, look, Papa, you can't be around the kids. Like even like right after you smoke, you still smell like smoke. It, there's too much smoke. And he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. So, and he Aww. did it because the why, the why was big enough for him, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one. Number two is the substitute habit. So if you're going to tell me, okay, Blaine, you got to stop eating potato chips. You have to have something that you can substitute in. Otherwise, the brain fixates on it, right? What you think about, you bring about. If I'm thinking about, right. don't eat potato chips, don't eat potato chips. That's all I'm thinking about is potato chips. Right. So for me, I made the shift to still a little salty, but it was macadamia nuts from Hawaii. So that's like when I need that salty treat, I kind of upgraded, you know, to that, but you need something to substitute in. And then the third phase, so it's a big why, a substitute habit uh, or thing. And then the third phase is minimizing triggers and cues. And what that means is like, like when, if I ate potato chips or, you know, um, you know, what happened right before the bad behavior? 
like something triggered it. Could be a stressful event, uh, you, you know, um, you know, it, it could be that you, you know, you you needed the comfort emotionally or something like that, right. or right. you're around a sabotager. Now, there's a some people are conscious sabotagers and some are unconscious, yeah. but they sabotage you, and so you have to be careful and you have to be stronger. Maybe sometimes around those people. The other thing that was easy for me was. One of the tips is out of sight, out of mind, right? So we just, I don't buy potato chips anymore. If I'm at a party, maybe I'll have some, but I don't buy them. They're not in the house. I'd have to go out to get them. So if you can create some distance and space between you and that thing, then that's um, then that's really good. But but again, the 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 patient, the clients, the patients, they need to win. They need to as small as that win can be. It needs yes. to because once they lose, that's it. They're out. Like once they're that's they're right. like, oh, I had the cookie. Bring on all the cookies, right? So and you I'm really have to try to keep that's them right. right. It. Yeah, right. So you got to try to let them win. And if they said I had cookies, then you say, okay, if you have cookies, keep track of how many times. And I had cookies ten times, or I had potato chips ten times. Okay, next week let's just try to do nine. Or, or let's go, how many, how long can you go? Like, yeah. what's your personal streak? Yeah. Well, I went three days without potato chips. Okay, let's try for four days, you know, um, and, and you're human. You just want to try to ride better the next time. You know, if you can get a buddy system going with right. somebody else that that is also trying to do the thing you're doing, that's super helpful kind of uh, psychologically. But you want to try to, yeah, win early, win often, catalog the wins and learn from the losses, basically. And, you know, I even all of that, there's so much that could, we could unpack in all of that. But the one thing that like I kept thinking about with and maybe it's more for me, but the thing that I kept thinking about is how I can link that new behavior with something that I want and I don't give myself the want until I do the new behavior. Right, I think that is gold right there. Like for me, you know, if I want to, I don't know, whatever it is, exercise, let's say more, you know, in the morning, and I usually do it at night, but I really love to do it in the morning. I just don't give myself enough time. But what if I saved my coffee making until I did 10 minutes of exercise, and then I don't yes. get the coffee until I do the exercise. And that can be a super easy thing to use with a patient as well, to just help them create that new behavior, but anchor it with something that they're already doing. Like you mentioned, you know, the, the first thing you do in the morning is a coffee or whatever it is. So brush your teeth. Yeah. If you want to, you know, do some nighttime habit, but anchor it with brushing your teeth or whatever it is. This is just so, right. so well, good. And the linking one is funny. Many people have that exercise in the morning one, but that's what that, that's the new habit they want to create. And so a lot of times we just say, what do you do first thing in the morning? Like that you don't have to think about. And one gentleman said, I go to the restroom. Like when I wake up, I have to go to the restroom. Yeah. I said, that's great. Take your running shoes, sneakers, whatever you call them, put them on top of the toilet seat, like shut the seat, put it on. So you you can't go to the bathroom without touching, physically touching those shoes. So he yeah. says, you know what? So he did that. So he takes the shoes, he sits down, he goes to the restroom, he puts the shoes on, and then he's right into the, he's right into the exercise. Ready now he did, he did sleep in his exercise clothes just to really get it going initially. So there was, he didn't even really have to think about it. And he liked to listen to podcasts and stuff. So he had that ready. Like, however you can set the table the night before, that's super helpful too, to make it easy. So the resistance, the low, you dial oh. down the resistance and you dial down the resistance to, to get yourself to do it. But also on the bad habits, you dial up the resistance, right? So, so like for me, I can't, if I have no potato chips, I have to go to the store. That's a long trek to go get them. Exactly. However, you can dial up the resistance though on the bad stuff that you don't want to do, uh, you know, is, is also helpful. Blaine, I'm getting a PhD in habit, habit <laughs> there we go. over here. I'm liking this a lot. Okay. So 
I I kind of don't really want to talk about what we were going to talk about. I would uh, love to have you on another podcast so we can talk about that. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I'm uh, I'm on the planet to serve. So I, I will come back as many times as I am invited. So my record is three. One guest had one one host has had me on three times. So maybe oh. maybe over the next year or so we beat that record. That'd we might great. just beat that record because I, what I want to talk about, I'll tell you all in a minute. I'm not going to let it out of the bag, but I have one last question uh, before we wrap up this episode, and then I'll tell you what what our next topic is going to be. So. If, if as it comes, as it has to come with these habits, what would you say is the number one, I, I'll use the word habit because I don't have another word to use. What's the number one thing that you find that the people that you work with, where do they struggle the most? What's the one thing in our human state that we, yeah. just as humans, we tend to just keep hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall on this one thing. Is well, I, I think that um, the thing about it is 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 that a lot of it result, revolves around the mind, right? And so, so what I find is um, that most people are doing is that there's this quote um, by Gary Keller: "When you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them." Oh, and so I love that quote. Yeah. So people that are are saying, "I'm to this, I'm to that, I can't do this, I can't do that," so they're walking around with what I call the pre-defeated mind. Like they're not even going to try. Like like they've given themselves an out, you know. And so so that's that. Most people are, are battling themselves, and what they need is they need to kind of define for themselves, you know, where do they want to go? Like an exciting, I call it your point B, you're going from point A to point B, an exciting point B of where they want to go. And then just make some progress towards that. Right. Right. And, and in, in living today, I mean, you can learn from the past, actually you can even maybe restructure the past on how, based on how you remember the past. Cause it's just a, our, our, the past is just how you remember it. Um, but, but you can learn from the past and you can get excited about the future, but you got to live today. And yeah. I really like to see people win the day. Like win today, like today's just, just today is the day that you don't have that bad food or today's the day you exercise. We'll worry about tomorrow when it comes, uh, you know, and, and just really just get a little taste of some wins today, no matter how small they are. And I, I typically, I, I win every day. So in the morning, I, I will say, these are my, these are going to be my, my top two wins of the day. And maybe most of the time I get my wins, but not, not always. But even if I don't get those wins at the end of the day, I, I ask myself, where did I win today? Cause that's what I want to remember. And that's what yeah. I want to create, create more of. And yeah. what you think about, you bring about. And right. so that really, I think it's, it's, it's the mindset, but it's also making sure that you win. And, and even if the wins are small, but, but focus on those because those will expand in your life. And that's so good that you're just doing almost that self self-reflection or self-evaluation about setting yourself up to know that you're going to win and focusing on the wins because it's so true. We get stuck in this mindset of like, oh, I didn't get anything done today, or I was so busy today and I didn't get anything done, or oh, the house is a mess, and here we are back again, no dinner, or you know, right. whatever it is, the kids, here the kids are, they got so much to do, there's shoes and crap everywhere. I don't right. even know why is this house never clean? Like we could get all into that, but what on that note, what an amazing thing to teach your children. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. To and, focus on the wins for them. What are your wins right. for today? How are you better today than you were yesterday? What did you do today that moves you? I just like, I love this. this is like candy for me, this conversation. I love it so but, much. Well, I will say if you take it, we'll, we'll go, we'll go to the advanced PhD level. If you take it one step further, it's literally the lens that you look at life through determines the, the 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 oncoming reality of life. And what I mean by that is that, like if I said, okay, Rhonda, today's gonna be the worst day of your life. And then you're almost hit by a car. And what would happen is you're like, Blaine was right. I was almost hit by this car. I'm terrified. And the rest of the day, you're gonna be scared. You're, you're energetically, you're gonna be frightened. You're gonna have bad chemicals in your body and it's gonna be a, a really bad day. Now, same day, same morning, but the lens, I say, Rhonda, today's gonna be one of the best days of your life. I just got a good feeling about it. Now the same exact event happens. You're almost hit by the car. Now you have a little cortisol from the car being there, but right after you say, Blaine was right. This is one of the best days of my life. I'm here for a reason. God wants me here. The the universe needs me. I'm here and you're excited and you're upbeat and you're going out and you're charging the day. And nothing happened except you looked at what was happening and what's about to happen through this different lens, right? And so, you know, uh, my wife, we have this thing in the bathroom, you know, today's a good day for a good day. And we try to make sure that that lens is right because that's what ends up determining, you know, your reality. It's so good. I just, oh my gosh, I think we could talk about this for a long, long time. So Blaine, next time we are going to do another podcast and we're going to cover the topic that we were going to cut or cover today, which was all about, wait, if you're watching and listening, wait for it. Cause it's completely unrelated sort of, you can, you'll, you'll go what, huh? But listen, what we were going to talk about was clutter, clutter of your work, clutter of your desk, clutter of your mind, clutter in your life, clutter on your computer, all the things where we get this clutter in and it keeps us, the clutter keeps the chaos so that we can't move forward. And so Blaine has uh, a declutter, is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah, declutter day we call it. Yes, he has a declutter day that he does and uh, he just teaches people how to kind of get rid of all the cobwebby stuff, all the declutter, all the things that are gonna gum you up and make you sticky so that you are feeling like you're not moving forward because you got all this other stuff going on. That's what we were going to talk about. So that's <laughs> what we're gonna do on the next podcast. Blaine, we are gonna talk about- Declutter day. Yes, we are. We're gonna talk- now, Unless about- I can sidetrack you. I have some other <laughs> things that I might be able to get you excited about. No, just kidding. We will make sure <laughs> to hit that right, right away. I mean, de- decluttering- from you know the physical standpoint, your desk and and the house and and that stuff is is good. Digital declutter is also oh, good. Your phone, totally. your computer, uh, and then mentally decluttering yourself, uh, you know, from the negative and and all that stuff. And there's a lot of good good things. And and immediately after that, after as you start to declutter, you know, the the, the stress is in the mess. You feel lighter. You actually be richer. A lot of times, people sell stuff, donate stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, there's a real good uh, feeling that comes in a Elevate. very period of time. Yeah. Very elevating to declutter your life. You create space. I always say the more stuff you have in your space, the less space you have to grow. Uh, When you start pulling all that clutter out, you get rid of the stuff on your desk. You get rid of the stuff on your computer. You get rid of the stuff in your closet that you're not wearing. Gift it to someone. But that gives you space to go shopping for more clothes. But (laughs) you also and have the space to be able to grow and expand. But the clutter keeps you small. And decluttering makes you have a big, full, free life. So we are going to talk about clutter the next time. But for now, Blaine, 
Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I want everyone to be able to connect with you. So the best place for them to go is to go to blainetedx.com. So you can imagine Blaine did a TEDx talk. So that TEDx talk, you can access that on blainetedx.com. You can get on his list. You're going to get his emails. I'm already on his list. Like I'm getting his emails and I love them. And uh, I can't wait for you to come back. Is there anything else as we wrap it up that you want to share? I will end it with this. The bad news. The bad news is that time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. You're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends. You've got a great business. You've got a big ripple of all those people you're helping out there. So keep helping them. Keep yourself strong, um, you know, and and don't get on that plane when there's no pilot. So make that plan. We need we need a plane with a pilot. That's what we got a plan. Blaine, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad you were here. And thank you to all for listening or watching the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast as usual. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review. That always is so helpful. And reach out to me on social media, or you can uh, leave a comment on any of our social media platforms. DM me if you have any questions. But otherwise, you can watch for the next episode coming up with Blaine Elker's very soon. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.